Hey, guess what? What? So as listeners of some of our other podcast projects may know, um, you may be looking for uh, other employment soon. And I think I found the perfect career for you. Uh, LA Times? No. Uh, let's see. Time Magazine? Sports Illustrated? No. Uh, but I have a company that is uh, about to hire 19,000 workers. What? Yes. That is unheard of. Yes. Um, Chipotle is... Uh, announcing plans to hire 19,000 new employees over the next couple of months to prepare for uh, what they call burrito season, which is March to May. It's about to be burrito season. The 110,000 employee company is adding new benefits to prioritize financial health. They have a 4% 401k match, which is, that's a pretty big 401k match for a restaurant. And um, their hourly pay for employees uh, for starting wages is 11 to $18 an hour. But restaurateurs, the highest general manager position, have an average compensation. Well, I'm, I'm going to let you guess what the company says the average compensation is for their GMs, for Chipotle. For GM. Is this a franchise like GM Honcho? Is that what this is? Not if you it's, you don't have to own it like a franchise. But you're just Chipotle, the director yeah. of operations, essentially. Yeah. I will say it's $76,429. Higher. Really? Yeah. It's more than the average Newton teacher, put it that way. 105000 It says $100,000 wow. is the average uh, compensation for their highest general manager position. That's incredible. Isn't that incredible? That and would... yeah, so if they have uh, good benefits and things like that, and they're hiring 19,000 people, I think I think you potentially, I mean, you don't have a lot of food service experience, but well, I think you could on. potentially rise through the ranks and become a restaurateur. Okay, so, so you think I should shoot for the top because I've been a manager before? Yes. Okay, so that's easier to take because I don't know. I would worry if I was hired to be like line level or entry level. I'm worried what they call them. Like, am I a Chipotle uh, hermano? Am I a Chipotle team member? Am I a partner? If When you're an entry level- Well, they do cater to Gen Z. 73% of their workforce is Gen Z. So. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Chipotle I'm a, careers, I, I, I assume I'm see. a collaborator if, I, if I'm entry level and I start. He, let's the, see. He can't use the fry machine. He's just a collab. Let's see. Apply now. Personal development from day one. You won't find can openers or freezers here, so don't expect to find typical job descriptions either. Of course is that not. A, Gen Z, is that a turn on thing? Like, the, like oh, I hate these can opener heavy places. Don't worry about it. Like You're not going to find can openers freezers. here. What's wrong with can I, I love, like the giant can openers so in I. restaurants. So They're actually I. cool. Okay. I love all the industrial stuff. I liked being in the, in the walk-in freezer like and saying, okay, I've got a minute and 20 seconds to before I get hypothermia to survive this thing. I hope the mm-hmm. big button that you push actually lets me out or else. But you won't find typical job descriptions here either. So, of course okay. not. N- nobody has typical job descriptions. They refuse. Um, being a part of the Chipotle crew means learning the skills to grow as a person and a leader. Nurturing the growth of our people is a large part of our mission to cultivate a better world. See, you're oh, not good. just making burrito bowls. I hope well, you isn't, know. That, isn't that the problem? Is that we need more people scooping guacamole and fewer people ma- making a better world, cultivating a better world. <laughs> Culinary and business chops. Beyond your knife skills, you'll learn about food quality, safety, hospitality, and the business side of what it takes to run a restaurant. Um, our path to leadership. That's can- a that's a funny way of saying, like, okay, this board here is a safety board. If there's a spill, you have to put a mop here or that yellow thing that stands over it. And anything that's been out overnight, you have to throw out. Make sure you don't marry the sauces. You know, um, make sure that 
any all the open salads mm-hmm. are covered with a saran wrap. It's essentially yeah. the hands-on stuff. Uh, leadership programs. Our path to leadership can take as little as 18 months and includes programs like Cultivate You, which like as in universe it's like a letter U, oh, I see. So like cultivate you cultivate the university but it's sort of a double entendre because they're also cultivating you as a person oh i see see uh, so it cultivate you it prepares you to lead a team isn't it interesting johnny seems different in the last few months <laughs> he's being cultivated somewhere his aversion to the the um the can openers in the kitchen seems to have subsided too he's goodness, he's noticing what foods need to be rotated in our fridge um, He's becoming, so, they're teaching the impi- entire person there to cultivate you. Yep. Yeah, so. But why is it, by the, by the way, your path to leadership take 18 months? It's like, I think Army boot camp is 16 weeks. How intense is but it? But that's that, not to be an officer, though. Well, right. But that's, yes, you know, so to be you're somebody. You're like in, an officer of a Chipotle. That's kind of a big deal. Somebody who's given an M60 grenades, <laughs> gun, and radio and needs to run into battle. I think they're also paid less. Um, so full time crew. Uh, I like that. They're what, saying the. What ba- do you think? But hold on. The, the, the okay. If I, if we go to cultivate you, it's twelve to sixteen months. Mm-hmm. That must mean, <clears throat> I assume, um, collaborators, associates, and team members are falling out in just a few months, probably. And they're like, "Listen, I know we had the lunch rush, but hang in there." You stick out, stick it to twelve to sixteen months, then you'll no longer be in the front lines. You understand? Cultivate you will push you in a leadership position. That's what that's got to be. It's just like, please, just stay here. Make the hiring process worth it for us. Mm-hmm. And the name tag, please. But listen to these rates of pay. It's actually so full time crew base and bonus forty four thousand uh, dollars. I think what was my like <laughs> two? Well, three jobs, ago, four jobs ago for me. Was that and I was like on the air, right? Uh, kitchen leader forty nine thousand dollars. Oh, plus if you're kitchen leader, then you've got the guacamole gun. You've got <laughs> access to the precious service leader fifty two thousand uh, dollars. Apprentice seventy thousand dollars. GM eighty nine thousand dollars. Restaurateur apprentice what? Just apprentice seventy thousand dollars. Freaking! I believe the average. <laughs> I believe. Wait a second. So I walk into Chipotle. Actually, they're the colonizers, and I'm the colonized. Yeah, they're, I'm the oppressed when I walk in there. Yeah, you're poorer what? than the manager of the Chipotle. How does this keep <laughs> happening? How have I general it's manager? It's, 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 it's like most people avoid minefields. I've avoided the minefield <laughs> of getting paid well in my entire life. Yeah, I'm totally well, safer. you didn't go to cultivate you apparently. You've made all the wrong choices. A general manager makes $89,000 and a restaurateur makes, this says, um, this is from the Chipotle website, a restaurateur makes $113,000. Okay. <laughs> so if you're wondering why your burrito bowl has gone up in price. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Who did know? And they're hiring 19,000 people. How do we always end up working for companies that are like laying off and in salary freezes and apparently Chipotle managers are out here making the big bucks. I'm going to cultivate you. I think you should. I think that's a good idea. Tom, you're taking the job home with you. I can't do it, Alice. I can't do it. You can do it. You've got six more months. <laughs> SOB. It's not just about you. It's about the family. Yo, Alice, how'd you get so tough? What's the answer to that? I don't know. 
I married a fighter. Come on, we just saw Rocky together. I didn't watch. Oh, you're not cultivate you material. Apparently not. Apparently not. Um, so yeah, so I think that's a great option for you, to be honest. I love it. Um, okay, what else do I have? I have um, 14 TikTok egg dishes we need to try. I love a good casserole, good egg dish. I am noticing that a lot of these casseroles, you know who's the cute, cute chick that I follow on? Um, Style it with tricks. Yeah, yeah. And she does her cute little wiggle before she does her thing. <laughs> in, like, there's not much more. She's blonde. She's wiggly and she's cute. And she's making a casserole that's usually got like crushed up Doritos, a whole bunch of cheese, <laughs> cream cheese. It's like, I, I, of course. It's literally like whatever. Like, I hate to use the word algorithm, but that is absolutely correctly. They have you nailed. They've got me nailed. There's not much more. I think they can hear. It's like, a blonde wiggles and then makes a junk food casserole. <laughs> exactly. And then Siri like opens up the audio on the phone and hears me salivate. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we got him. It's just reel him in. Um, okay. So I'm always ready to try a new egg dish personally. Like I, I have a point of pride that I'm good at making eggs. Do you agree? I do agree. And it comes from a place of self-hatred. What do you mean self-hatred? Because you want, you like arduousness in, in tractability, in suffering, and so you'll you'll no, suffer through. No, I just like good eggs. No, you'll suffer through the patience that it takes to do a perfectly good over easy egg or deviled eggs. Deviled eggs over easy eggs, hard boiled eggs that are not overdone and green, which is like my pet peeve. Is overcooked hard boiled eggs. It, I uh, I can't do the green yolks. I get it. Oh, there's I, there's a there's a. I think part of it is too. To it, but, but I, I think part it. of it is too that I'm easily disgusted by eggs. Yeah. Because eggs are like a very borderline food. Like I love eggs, but if they're like a little too slimy and weird, I'm grossed out. Or if they've been sitting, this is why I don't like. I love a lot of your market basket rotten section stuff. Yeah. But when you get the breakfast sandwiches and they've been sitting in the warmer and the eggs are like transparent on the edges, yeah, it like makes me gag. I cannot do that. I, I hear you. I, eggs are so creepy to me. I hear you, and and that's one of the reasons I love that you're so good at making eggs because I I a lot of times don't even trust myself with eggs over. Uh huh. And and I also have like an aversion to like. It is. It's a weird thing, anyway, that they're we're eating these things. You <laughs> exactly, know? exactly. So I think my egg perfectionism comes from a place of being easily grossed out by eggs. So I like need to get them perfect, or I don't want them. You know, like if the yolk is green on the hard boiled egg, I'm throwing it away. I'm not doing it. Um, so I'm always on the lookout for new things. And this article had 14 supposedly new egg dishes. Their first one um, is. Chef Max Mariella's Roman bacon and eggs. So okay, is that like kind of the inside of a quiche? So they're actually just um, the eggs mostly look like sunny side up eggs, but then All they right. have Parmesan cheese, pecorino, crusty bread, heavy cream, eggs, and bacon. Or our Italian friends are going to yell at me: guanciale. Is that a word? G u a n c i a l e. Uh, I mean, how that's, can I you guess, lose? Roman you've bacon. You've got the cream, you've got the eggy, the yolkiness. But you can substitute you, you, with regular the, bacon. You've got the bread in there. I mean, obviously, that's... So you're going to make a sauce using the cream, pecorino, and parmesan. Oh. And then uh, fry the eggs in the leftover bacon grease. You put the eggs down first. You put the cheese sauce. And then you top you, you with tell the me, bacon. Uh, let me tell you, ladies, one thing. Then you sprinkle thing. the bacon on there. Let me tell you, ladies, yep. one thing. 
There is no sexual thing that you can say that's as sexy as leftover bacon grease and using <laughs> that to cook in. There is no more sexual thing, no more thing that's more that's better than that. That is the Not best thing. Not actually that big a fan of leftover bacon grease. I know, but you don't get it. It's in the category of things that skeeve me. Because you're cold. Okay. Uh, spicy, sweet, and sour fried eggs. Um, uh, sweet and sour? Eh, pass. No, they want to put them over rice, though, which like I'm okay mm. with. I don't mind that, especially because I'm eating a little bit more carbs now because I'm breastfeeding. Um, Tiffy Cooks on TikTok recommends soy sauce, ketchup, rice vinegar, garlic, sugar, chili oil, and some cornstarch to thicken it up. Fry the eggs and then add your sweet and sour sauce directly into the pan to allow it to thicken and warm. Serve this over your warm rice and dig in. So you fry the eggs like in the sweet and sour sauce. And you could switch out some things to make it like friendly. Like you could use stevia. It won't get as thick if you're not putting sugar in it. But you could do like healthier options and some of that. Now, here's another one that we've actually already talked about that we probably should try is shakshuka. Which is this Mediterranean dish. I don't recall. Remember we talked about it? Remember there was like the uh, millennial who Somebody was talking about not having yes, kids yes. and it was great because she could make herself shakshuka. Yes, 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 yes. So you'll need a large frying pan, oil, you saute onions, red peppers, cumin, turmeric, and paprika. Or we're on the right track here. Then you add yes. tomato paste and garlic, uh, add tomatoes and water. Once it reaches a jam-like consistency, you crack the eggs into it and you cook them until they're done. And then you top with chives. You know? It, it uh, sounds fine. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. fine. Basically, the start to every good dish is the olive oil and you put the onions and saute the onions in it, right? Isn't that true? That's the of start course. of making your own um, pasta sauce. It's the start of... I mean, every every good thing starts You're saying with olive that. oil, garlic, and onion. Yeah. You, it's always a winner. You always put the olive oil in the pan and warm it up and then you chop Which your onion. Which reminds me, by the way, you know mm-hmm. what's all in vogue now is onion soup um, infused into mac and cheese. Which is oh. obviously, I think, obviously, winner. I'm not sure about that. I'm sort. I can sometimes be a little bit of a mac and cheese purist. So the next recipe is spicy, heavy cream eggs. Obviously, which, it's a winner. Uh, uh, heavy isn't cream that's a scrambled egg with heavy cream cheese, whatever. Uh, heavy cream eggs, chili oil, seasoning salt, oh, and chives. Freaking chili oil! Hey, by the way, there's a chili oil missing from my pantry area. Did you gipe on? I did not steal your chili oil. It was unopened. No, I did not. Something's um, happening. Around so you're here. gonna put the cream in the pan with the chili oil, and then you put your eggs in. You a lot of these seem to be like a sauce dish where you put the eggs in the sauce and let them cook in there. Okay, but then how is it delivered? Onto toast or? You just drink the sauce, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I kind of think so. That's what it looks like. Well, they're saying, like, take your crusty bread and, like, sort of scoop. Gotcha. Gotcha. Those of us on the uh, Awakening 180 diet are trying to steer clear of bread. Um, So this is a dish that's from TikTok called Tiger Eggs from Jort's Kitchen on TikTok. All right. Uh, so you start by hard boiling your eggs and then you make a few shallow cuts in each egg to allow some sauce to steep into them. Then fry them in oil in a pan until they turn golden brown. Add a sauce made of soy sauce, mirin, rice vinegar, gochujang, garlic, uh, diced chilies, a can of beer and a little salt and pepper. After that, you pour the sauce right in with the eggs and give it some time to thicken on the heat, topping it off with shallots and sesame seeds. Ooh, shallots, a saucy version of a classic hard-boiled egg, but we can imagine it becoming a fantastic lunch. Crispy mozzarella eggs. 
This looks awake and 180 friendly. We absolutely adore quesadilla. Can't think of many way, better ways uh, than by replacing the tortilla. What could be better than a tortilla made of cheese? So to make a crispy mozzarella egg, you toast a bed of mozzarella cheese, crack two eggs into it, and add slices of tomato. Then you fold your uh, tortilla of mozzarella cheese in half around it until you have a sort of cheesy quesadilla. Yeah, it seems very keto, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you could also, if you're not into tomatoes, substitute with like avocado. I mean, really, you could do anything. It's kind of an omelet almost. But I like the idea of the chewy bed of mozzarella. Uh, You've done that before, too, when we've been doing like keto stuff. Yeah, 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 there's a place for that. There's a place for that. It's You got to put your mind to it. Do you remember I used to make these scrambled eggs with beautiful Hoffman's cheese in them and then put salsa in them and then put like uh, cayenne and then Mm -hmm. eat it on the way to work in the car and yeah. one time I was on Route 1 going to the Herald <laughs> and the cops pulled up next to me the Stadies as so, you're eating off a plate as in I'm the middle eating, of as traffic as a fat guy eating shoving this into my mouth and use the loudspeaker to tell me to put the food away <laughs> <laughs> uh, they all that reminds me the only other time I ever worried about the police it's one time my daughter and I went up to the Seabrook McDonald's to get like Egg McMuffins for everybody in the morning, mm-hmm. and because of, I couldn't stop myself, this is back when I was really fat. I couldn't stop myself. I tore open the Egg McMuffins and started eating them, and we're turning right to get onto ninety five, mm-hmm. and then I started choking on the Egg McMuffin. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, Frank, why are you laughing? I was choking as in dying else. Well, yeah, true. You could have crashed the car with our daughter inside. Well, no, so and I thought like. <laughs> If I had choked and the car slowly like rolled onto the median there and the cops had come, you know how many pictures they would have taken me double fisting egg muffins and just like, <laughs> would have been a world famous meme. Uh, Turkish eggs start with a super creamy base of yogurt mixed with garlic and eh, dill. Get your yogurt out of my eggs. No, garlic mixed with gar- yogurt mixed with garlic and dill. You're basically... In Tzatziki world, right? Something the Greeks do trick me into not believing it's yogurt anymore. (laughs) Um, So you spread this at the bottom of a plate, then you top it with poached eggs, and then you finish with a sauce made of melted butter, olive oil, red pepper, paprika, and Aleppo pepper. The goal is to create a red and spicy sauce that gets drizzled over your poached eggs and just call it tzatziki, adding more flavor and contrasting beautifully with the smooth yogurt base. Um, they suggest egg drop soup. Obviously, we know what that is. I mean, mm. anytime you put an egg into a soup that you're making and like stir it in, it's mm-hmm. like a really easy way to fix up a canned soup or whatever and make it good. Or a, rom- a packet of ramen. Did you ever do that? Like, no. I know that fancy ramen has like whole eggs in it. Yeah. But if you're making your packet ramen and you just like throw an egg in there and stir it in, you end up with like egg drop soup where there's like, little bits of fried egg, like egg in there that are cooked in I love in it the water. In, in like Asian soups. Like even yeah. hot and sour soup has it and I love it hanging mm-hmm. around there, yeah. But you could do it even with like, you know, a chicken noodle soup, like just stirring an egg. Oh yeah, so I would trust you to do it more than I would trust me to do it because I, you mm-hmm. know, I, I've got egg challenges. But that's essentially what this is. They're chicken bouillon and you're doing the egg drop ribbons in there. Um, Alice, can I uh, interject here somewhere? Mm-hmm. Because you and I, we don't have the luxury anymore of being anywhere near where there's a Trader Joe's, but we should. Yeah. And we have been in areas where there were Trader, Trader Joe's. And I always, 
I always found some the people who went to Trader Joe's because they would test the soups and slurp loudly when I lived in Brookline. I couldn't stand that. But there are some things that Trader Joe's does well. And really, I haven't been a customer really there about for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. But these are the eight most popular foods at Trader Joe's, according to customers. Now, when I was going, there used to be a couple of frozen things that you could do for hors d'oeuvres that were like just a one. Oh, yeah. The little like raspberry brie triangles. Absolutely. That kind of thing. Beautiful. Overall favorite, chili and lime flavored rolled corn tortilla chips. Are you, have you even had these? They look like- Not those particular ones. I mean, I've certainly had like the hint of lime tortilla chips, right. like, you know, tortilla chips with a flavor dusting on them, which I don't really, for the most part, like need on my tortilla chips. Unless we're doing like a Dorito, then right. I'm okay with just having dips to dip my chip in unless, we're, or we're doing like a nacho. I don't need it to have like flavor dust on it. Oh, usually. No, like the kids have been, or had me for the last- Two times in a month, I can brought in Takis. I don't like them. I do I. It, feel, it feels like they're dipped in plutonium, and I, I I get a Takis hangover the next day. It's so dehydrating. It's such, it's it's such crap. But you know what's funny? This this list, starting with chips, I'm surprised it's just not fat. It's not uh, healthy. Second one, favorite beverage, apple cider. I like apple cider. You can it goes really nice with gin. It's a, like a, a winner. Mm-hmm. But like eating it, drinking it on its own, it's apple sugar is what it is, right? Is it not? Well, I mean, isn't it really fattening? No. It yeah, like it's apples are sugary, but it tends to be apple cider is like pretty unprocessed compared to like apple juice. Oh well, okay. But I appreciate it, but I it wouldn't be a go to favorite cheese. Favorite cheese? Yep. At Trader Joe's. Yep. I'm going to guess that it's like a, a mozzarella. Incorrect. You would you won't be surprised at what it is. Goat cheese. Oh, okay. Which is a winner. Obviously, it's just a very creamy cheese. It can be manipulated gorgeously. Favorite produce? Mm, some kind of fruit. Isn't produce fruit? Or vegetables. You sure? Yeah. Mm. The produce section is everything mm. over there. Mm. Okay. Go ahead. What is it? It's the banana, which I'm surprised at. They have bananas everywhere. People know that, right? This is about the... So here's one that would have been, and I'm sure you know this too, you know what the box looks like. Best appetizer. Some, like a spinach dip Exactly. Thing? Yeah. You, the box has not changed since 2002. <laughs> Creamy spinach yep. and artichoke dip, always a winner, total winner. Um, the runner-ups are mac and cheese bites, Parmesan pastry pups, Greek spinacopita. Yeah. Yeah. All, all good stuff. Favorite, That's mostly the stuff I'm familiar with from Trader Joe's also. Favorite uh, breakfast and brunch? Um, this is something that you like, which just seems de classe. Turnovers? No. Hash browns. Oh, I love hash browns. Those large, the hash brown, even though the, the potato is a rubbish thing, the hash brown is a winner. Here's another one that I used to keep this on hand. I'm sure you did too. Best lunch and dinner. Um, Think the frozen section. Frozen section, lunch and dinner. Um, frozen pizza. No, 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 no. Butter chicken with basmati rice. Oh, totally makes sense. Always delicious. I used to have that stuff. Um, okay, but we'll just get to best sweet treat. I'll give you a hint. Sally Anderson Shattuck was just asking about these yesterday. Uh. 
Ice cream bars or something? Ice cream yeah. sandwiches. Okay. Oh, you see, I mean, those are a winner, obviously. Um, all right, LB, what are we, let's go, where are we here? Let's see. Don't, we don't have to do the Stu Leonard thing because there's a dead body involved. Let's see. Taylor Swift cocktail? Might as well. Anytime we can fit her name into the title, <laughs> it's a good idea. Um, so apparently Taylor Swift drinks the French Blonde. Have you ever heard of that? I've never heard of it. Uh, it's a drink made with fresh grapefruit juice, Lille Blanc, and Saint Germain liquor, among other ingredients, as well as gin. Uh, and Lille and aperitif made with a base of Bordeaux wine and macerations wow. of sweet and bitter orange peels. Cinchona bark and other ingredients chosen for their aromatic qualities. Yeah, it's definitely an a-hole, but it is... It's a gin drink, citrusy, sweet, not-too-sweet cocktail that's great in any season. Good for winter. They say it's a little hard to get the ingredients, but it's worth it. So it uses, like, elderflower liquor. That's what Saint Germain is. So I could see this working because... And actually, right up in Hardwick, Vermont, there is a... Um, a distillery that makes gin mm -hmm. and their gin is like kind of elderflower tasty tasting. Yeah, yes. And like it's, you don't normally think of gin as like a this sipping. Is Caledonia, right? Caledonia yeah. distillery. Yeah. Um, is it, no, is that what it's called? Is it not? It's, um, Bar Hill gin. Bar Hill, okay. Bar Hill. It has like a bee on it, on the bottle, but yeah, it's so tasty. Because they like, use bees. Yeah. They, they use honey. Um, so it like takes longer because honey is naturally antimicrobial, so it takes longer to ferment. But anyway, um, it's like delicious and like florally and, you know, maybe the world is kind of over gin and tonics. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I think the world was over gin and tonics. Like when I got over gin and tonics, which is right around 2002 or 2003. Right. And I kind of like gin and tonics like in the summertime because I like something that's not totally sweet. Yeah. But Actually, and I don't know if you realize this, but like tonic water is super sugary. I do notice. I do. I do. It's I like very carby, which is yeah. weird. So, I would definitely be open to like other gin cocktails mm. that are, especially using like a nice tasting gin like that. And I could see elderflower being a totally good flavor with it because of that like Bar Hill gin. Well, elderflower gin is elderberry, right? No, that's the um. Is that the same? I don't know. No, gin is el or is it juniper berries? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's juniper. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for gin coming back. You know, we're trying not to. We try not to go nuts on gin too much because, like, we're trying to keep our cocktails thin. Well, right now we're on break anyway. Yeah, that, I don't throw that stuff out there, Alice, because right now is different than right now, an hour from right now. So. <laughs> Hiatus, Alice. Hiatus. Okay, uh, so let me ask you something else. I've got okay. from our friend Morgan, I've got some uh, sirloin steak, which is thawing right now. Mm -hmm. How would you have me prepare that? Um, I don't, I mean, like, I like how you've been preparing it, like the salt and pepper and olive oil. and. I've been using my brother, my brother gave me some uh, Greek, um, some Greek stuff, uh, some Greek um, seasoning seasoning as well, which is really, really delicious. I got to get the name of it. It's really, really delicious. So it's salt, pepper, and the Greek stuff really has been what I've been using. There's nothing better than a good seasoning to do some of the work for you when you're making stuff like that. Um, 
and I found it to be like a total, a total help, a total help to push you over the edge a little bit with some of these um, recipes. So if you find this, it's called Cavender, Cavender's All-Purpose Greek Seasoning. Nice. Maybe I'll have a uh, a link in the um, a link in the um, in the in the notes, Alice, as nice. it were. Cavender's Greek seasoning. Cavender's Greek seasoning. Okay, I'm going to get ready and and prepare your food, Alice, as the provider of foodstuffs in this house. Bon appetit. Do you know what I would feel if you said bon appetit at the end of this podcast? You're just a better person than I am. Well, I hate nostalgia cause I can't climb up that hill without thinking your name. I hate nostalgia, I still think about you. It's been so long, I'm so lame. I hate nostalgia. Hope you hate it too. Hope you wonder what am I doing and who I'm pursuing. I hope you think I lead. Really exotic life the way I think about you You probably have a wife of your job And you go to church on Sundays And barbecue on weekends out in your backyard And sometimes think about me 